You haven't tried rake-free daily fantasy sports at Fantasy Draft yet? Why not? Fantasy Draft is the only site where 100% of entry fees are paid to contest winners. Get a free 7-day trial membership with referral code FFPARTY and see what it's all about. You can even play in the $300,000 guaranteed Hooters main event, the largest and only rake-free contest of its kind you'll find for Week 10. Remember, get that 7-day free trial today with promo code FFPARTY. The trio behind Fanball's original pants party in the mid-2000s have reunited for insightful fantasy football advice, entertaining analysis, and a few dated comedic cultural references. Let us put our pants on. Absolutely. Stay here for lineup help, free agent recommendations, DFS advice, and everything else you need to win your league and run with the big dogs. Resurrecting what was once greatness. This is the Fantasy Football Party Podcast, featuring Sport Radar's Bo Mitchell and John now, here's Anthony Maggio. Welcome to JL Beers in Burnsville for week 10 of the NFL season. We made it to double-digit fellas, and just like that, double-digit fans come out to watch the show. How about that? We got Pat and Tony here hanging out with us. Thanks, fellas, for yes, stopping by. Yes, that's two digits. Dose, two digits together. Wow. One plus one it's equals my 11 understanding in, in my world. I just got done with my kids' teachers' conferences. Good thing I didn't do Oof. that math in front of them. Um, we have, this is going to be a jam-packed show today. We, uh, we may not even talk about whatever because we have so much news to get to. Of course, we'll start with immediate regrets as we are wont to do. Um, I didn't even introduce Bo and Tuvi. I was so excited for our Hi. guests. Hi, Bo and Tuvi. And I'm Anthony, as you all know. Um, but yeah, we, uh, b- before we get into, uh, all that in the 50-50, the, the new menu stuffs here at the JL Beers, oh my goodness. Tuvi and I both woofed down the new san- two of the four new sandwiches. As if I needed a reason to get here <laughs> earlier now. When they, you know, when somebody shows up at 6 a.m. to kick the kick me out from the previous night, I'm just going to roll right yeah. back in the front door <laughs> right. for the breakfast sandwich because uh, what was the one I had? You had the Big Benny. I had the Big Benny. I had some over the Humpty Dance or something. Oh, the did the Humpty Dance with the morning the morning Humpty. And we're both drinking the Funeral Bar. Surly Funeral Bar, which is good. Sadly replacing the Surly Wet. No, that's all right, though. The Funeral Bar is really good and really alcoholic. Bo, what do you got going on? I'm drinking this uh, Beard of New Ulm. Uh, it's called Green Bell Premium. We got a couple fans out of New Ulm tonight here, too. Look at that. How about that? Man, big New Ulm night here at JL Beers. Well, make sure you're coming out to join us every Wednesday nights as we are wont to do, at least for the next six weeks. After that, a little hiatus. It's almost the end of the season, fellas. Oh, I'm, I'm coming back every day then for the breakfast sandwich. <laughs> Amen to that. And the beer. I, I am right there with you. Let's talk regrets. <laughs> The Party Podcast now continues with... I immediately regret this decision. Let's find out what moves Maggio, Mitchell, and Tuvi feel remorse over. Uh, gosh, I think I'll go first today just because I haven't gone first in a while. Um, my regret from last week, it's not. it wasn't that costly um, in the, the grand scheme of things, but, you know, in a week where we were, well, every week we're... we're you know, digging for tight ends wherever we can find them. And a guy we didn't mention at all um, was Jacob Hollister uh, mm-hmm. out of Seattle who ended up, you know, he only caught a few passes. And uh, his, one of, his last one was his second touchdown. You know, without that, it's a, a you know, a ho-hum day. It's, it's basically what Jack Doyle did. Um, what I, you know, I'm upset at myself about is that, you know, it didn't – I. It didn't take that much digging in that, you know, Jacob Hollister had, he had eight targets his previous two games, so not a ton, but 
this was an offense that you know made Will Disley a star for four or five weeks. It's not mm-hmm. like you needed to be some stud tight end to go into Seattle and and get work and have opportunities. And the targets in and of themselves weren't that big of a deal, but when you throw in the fact that they were playing at home against a Tampa defense that's allowing the second most fantasy points to tight ends, and the recipe was there, you know, and and again, it's not the dude didn't have a thirty point day. He caught like three balls for thirty yards or something, and two of them ended up being touchdowns. But you know, when we're digging for tight ends, those are the kinds of things that um, should pop. And for whatever reason, I just whiffed on that. And the funny thing is, even on Saturday when I was on uh, Sirius XM, I talked about Ed Dixon coming back to practice. And He's a guy to watch to stash, you know, for the future because tight ends in this offense, you know, they've they've made use of them. And, of course, Jacob Hollister's like, hey, how about me? Well, we were right there with you. We uh, His name did not come up in our 50-50 draft last week, so any of the three of us could have taken him, right. and none of us did. So no. we blame you. <laughs> that's, fair. that's fair. <laughs> Absolutely. Who else wants to? Who wants to go next? I'll go next. Mine's not a last-week regret as much as a season-long regret. <laughs> I regret ever saying one positive thing about the New York Yets. So is the guy wearing wearing is that a Joe Namath jersey? No, that's it's, an Emerson it's Boozer not a jersey, Joe Namath jersey. It's I regret touting Sam Darnold or Robbie Anderson as promising players before the season or as buy low candidates for the second half of the season. I regret touting their defense against their supposed <laughs> soft schedule down the stretch here. I also regret spending a first-round pick on Le'Veon Bell more every week. They are 1-7, and and they just lost to the Dolphins. Yeah, but Chris Herndon's coming back. Uh, Yeah. It's going to ruin Ryan Griffin's magical season. (laughs) (laughs) There's another tight end you could have done for it. If you would have only had Ryan Griffin. awful. Yeah, that's a bad team, man. That's so... Just disregard well, everything, ever, every nice thing I ever said about let that. Me, let's let's make this uh, actionable for a minute, as we are wont to do I on just occasion. Did. Well, Drop you jet. did. <laughs> Drop your jet. Well, uh, there is one player who still had a uh, pretty respectable box score, and that's Le'Veon Bell, who you mentioned with well, the first-round pick. Yeah, you regret taking him as a first-round pick. Yeah, but he's a sunk cost at this point. Well, I, I guess what I'm asking is... Without the, without the receptions, he, he'd be... Are you actively shopping him, trying to get rid of him, or are you feeling like I'm things are as bad? Week. Things are as bad as they're going to get, and so I'm benching him for Devin Singletary. Mm. Well, that's I don't hate. Sense. I don't hate yeah. it, but yeah, I mean, he had nine targets last week. Bell did, and that's his third well, time, fourth time this year. He's also with nine hurt, or more targets. He is which, also which, which we'll, we'll talk about yeah. and uh, let this be a lesson to him. Have <laughs> <laughs> have to stew on my bench for one week. <laughs> Uh, that'll teach him. Yeah, so, of course, this is the week. Everybody should, should be starting Le'Veon Bell. He's going to have three <laughs> touchdowns and 200 yards from scrimmage. Uh, hopefully you just jinxed uh, Devin Singletary. I need him to have a bad game. Anyway, Tuvi. Well, I think this is one that uh, Maj is quite familiar with. But uh, last week I had, I had a rock-solid DFS lineup up and down the board. Uh, won, won a few spots. Uh, Could have really done some damage in, in some of the bigger plays. If it wasn't for this one big gaping zero in my lineup, <laughs> those from, are those hurt from Anthony Miller. Ooh, yeah, which, I've had which some of those. <laughs> I attribute directly to one Mitchell J. Trubisky Jr. the third. What's his middle name? The I J have is no for idea. Joe Joffle. Yeah, it's J- J- is it a J- soft J? 
Yeah, yeah yoke, I think. <laughs> the, the yoke was on me for, for believing, and he kills, he's killing Alan Hey, Robinson, we said the evil of Anthony Miller, Miller in last week's show yeah, notes. You did. I should have listened to Vincent Price. <laughs> so I, But it, he was so cheap, and, and it made so much sense against the secondary that literally every other team had toasted in the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yet Mitch Trubisky just could not he refused. find any. You hear that, Ed? Bears. Yeah. It was. I would have had more luck starting Grizzly and Polar instead of <laughs> Anthony Miller. Got the same amount of points. So no, no faith. As much as Bo loves his Yets, I love my Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, I uh, I apologize for for Mitch. Loves a strong word. That's it's also not the wrong word. Okay. <laughs> it's more of an infatuation. You think like a lust, maybe a you know, drunken. Sailor no. kind of thing? No? Now you're getting closer. Okay. Yeah. I Okay. Well, before <laughs> we've got a lot of news to get to. Before we get to that, though, since that we may end up skipping uh, whatever this week, depending on how long this goes, I did want to talk to you about Fantasy Labs because, you know what? I think even Fantasy Labs didn't think Anthony Miller was going to be a zero last week. They they would they they were a little higher on Jacob Hollister than I was. Uh, that would have helped. But, uh, yeah, I've continued to uh, – Everybody who asks me anything about DFS and, like, my process, like, Fantasy Labs is the first thing that I say because of how much time it saves me, uh, you know, from the setting my multiple lineups, from, do, you know, finding the game stacks to looking at the, the player props, which I continue to uh, use for NFL and NBA. Um, and, you know, they got them out there uh, for NHL as well. So if you have not yet taken advantage of that promo code to get the – ten dollars off the trial i don't know what you're waiting for ten off one zero off you've got hockey you've got basketball you've got football the time is now probably still some golf every now and then or is that uh, uh i don't follow like the golf week but maybe left they do they do some golf and, and i know there's probably a few of our listeners although i don't know how they could be listening to us who might be kind of buried and out of their playoffs and their season-long leagues right now is the be- time our now's the time listeners. to turn to DFS. Yeah, welcome to our new listeners who haven't <laughs> been listening all year long and yeah. now are looking for a way to salvage their lost season from listening to other analysts. Here's what we have to say. That's right. Go all right. DFS. That's right. One zero OFF for ten dollars off that trial um, subscription there over at fantasylabs.com. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Well, Channel Score News Desk is hot. Full. Yeah. You got paper stacked high. What do you got for us? We've got a lot of news. We're going to do a slightly different format this week since uh, Veronica Corningstone is on vacation. Um, we're going to go kind of position by position. I'm going to throw out just a whole old school. gob of news at you, and then you guys can just react. Okay, starting at quarterback, Jacoby Brissett. Injured his knee last week and sprained his MCL, left the game. Brian Hoyer took over, but Brissett could be back this week. Cam Newton placed on injured reserve this week with his Liz Frank injury, meaning we'll see Kyle Allen the it's rest made of the way. He's a real Panther. So Ryan, Ryan Finley's set to make his debut for the Bengals. I don't have any Bengals drops. Uh, he might have A.J. <laughs> Green back making his debut for the Bengals yes. this week, too, coming off that ankle injury. It's looking promising. Matt Ryan. Another ankle injury expected to return this week. Patrick Mahomes. You heard of him. I, I have. Knee injury expected to return this week. 
And in the last bit of quarterback news we'll cover before I turn it over to your guys' wisdom, Nick Foles is going to be starting the rest of the way for the Jaguars after their bye week. Beowulf Gardner Minshew the third. Force him out. It was a nice run. And so the epic tale ends in tragedy. <laughs> we <laughs> haven't seen the last of Beowulf I don't Minshew. Think we've seen the last is there a of Beowulf 2? Uh, is there a sequel? Is that <laughs> Electric a whole series? Boogaloo? <laughs> I think that's I, it. I think he's going to be around for a while. Where do you want to start? How about uh, Mahomes, Brissett? Well, Can yeah, Mah- Mahomes, I mean, Mahomes is the easy, you start him. If he plays, you start him. He looked okay right. celebrating the uh, yeah. game-winning field goal last week. And, and I th- believe the magic number there was like three weeks or 21 days. The mm-hmm. the percentage of re-injuring it within right. 21 days was 40%. After 21 days, it dropped into the single digits. And right. They were able to. understanding that there would be no math. I know. It was tricky stuff. 60% of the time, he's not going to injure it every time. Exactly. Sure. And now he's, he's good to go in that offense. Uh, it looked okay with with Matt Moore. I think they'll be uh, that much more okay with Pat Mahomes. I agree. Player. Start him if you got him. What do we got Any next? Jacoby. Jacoby. You know, it was I interesting. Think I think he's going to play. You think he'll play this week? I think they're going to force him into the lineup this week. <laughs> it wasn't like he, he he was hanging around on the sidelines last week. And so I guess if he plays, do you trust him enough to play him? That's question one. And if he does not play, what about the rest of your Colts? Uh, in that matchup, yes. And But that might be – see, that might be the deciding factor is they look at that matchup and think, we can win this with Brian Hoyer. So, well, and that you – know, Brian Hoyer was doing – like he was running the exact same offense. I mean, I think the one difference that – We've seen between the little bit we saw of Brian Hoyer in you know in this game to what they've been doing with Brissett all year is that I mean Brissett can actually make the big play when he's been asked to do it. They don't ask him to do it a lot. Um, and Hoyer, I mean, just telegraphed that ball on the pick six. I mean that was <laughs> look the other way just for a second, man. Uh, unbelievable. But it's like I. I haven't been like I've been impressed with the Colts in general and Brissett's sort of command of that offense, but he's not doing special things. And so, if you are relying on him, I he's been overachieving from a fantasy standpoint a little bit, I think. But there's nothing that he's doing that if he plays in this one that I don't think he'd be able to do. So it's one of those things to, to not to put too fine a point on it, I guess. But if you are going to use him. I think you can continue to. I'm just a little more worried that he's not going to sustain the level of fantasy production he has to this point in the season. Oh, and, and to mow the lawn a little further down the road, he might have to do it without T.Y. Hilton, who's yeah. nursing a calf injury. So when you think about this game, and it could have been Andrew Luck to T.Y. Hilton, and now it's Brian Hoyer to Zach Pascal. It's, it's not quite quite the have the same zing. No. no. What well, are my question off of that is, so Jacoby Brissett's got the knee injury. Might play. Do you trust him enough to play? Kind of the same deal with Matt Ryan with the ankle injury. Sounds like they might be bringing him back this week, even though they've got nothing to play for at this point. Uh, but the bye week's behind them. And uh, are, are we feeling a little snake bit by the experiences with guys like David Johnson and Adam Thielen in recent weeks who were, quote-unquote, good enough to play, so you put them in there and then they're immediately out of the game. My concern is that if you are, you've got a court, your star court, your starting quarterbacks on the bye, and your backup was Jacoby Brissett or Matt Ryan. Yep. And now you have to, 
I mean, it's going to be thin with all of the yeah. buys Six this week. Yeah, on by. Yep. I, I was in that situation. Uh, I can't remember who my, my regular guy is. Jacoby Brissett is my number two quarterback, and I picked up Ryan Tannehill because I just, mm-hmm. I guess you know, the safe play would be grab Brian Hoyer and then find out who the Colts are going to go with and, and roll with it. But I was not banking on, on Brissett. I don't know that I can bank on Ryan if – He's active. I plug him in, but yeah. you got to have a plan. Really you bad can't matchup. roll without a plan. Yeah, yeah I think that you're exactly right. Have the plan be ready to go, but if Ryan plays, you you start him. Who else we got? Uh, Cam- uh, let's let's should we move on to running backs? Yeah, because I mean with Cam, you, I mean, he's, he's on done. IR. He's, he's done. been done so, for a while. Yeah. And, there, and there's a there's a whatever down the road. Is he done in Carolina? I mean, is that is that it? For him, see, mm, good see a bear for next, next next week or beyond. Uh, the running back news from this week: uh, Kareem Hunt set to make his debut for the Cleveland Browns following his suspension and sports hernia surgery. Mark Walton suspended for violating the violating the NFL's personal conduct policy for substance was it conduct. Oh yeah, I was going to say substance abuse. Le'Veon Bell had the knee and ankle injury last week. At first, it looked sounded like it might be dicey for him to play this week. By the time we're recording this podcast on Wednesday night, it's looking like he might play this week. James Conner might be able to return from his shoulder injury this week. David Johnson says 100% he's going to play this week. Rock. Alvin Kamara with the ankle injury also should be back for the Saints this week. I'd really like him to take one more week off. That would help me (laughs) a little bit. Which guy? (laughs) Kamara. Kamara? I think Kamara is going to light it up this week. Like I am absolute. I'm not worried about. He's been against, out for uh, long Atlanta? enough. Really? He's well, been out for long enough that. that you know the injury concern. If if yeah. they say he's ready to go, I am ready to put him right back in my lineup. Is a oh for sure among top the five. yeah easy top five this week. Uh, man. What about James Conner? Are you? Uh... Uh, I mean, if he goes, I'm okay with starting. That offensive line is still really good. I, my The big issue is just Mason Rudolph's ineptness. I mean, that offense is just not good. Um, yeah. And they, they have not shown a willingness to dump off to Connor the way they do Jalen Samuels when Samuels isn't, you know, and that's too bad. I don't think that Samuels is doing anything Connor couldn't, but for whatever reason they've just pegged him as you know, because he's a former pass catcher, that he must, we must need to dump off the ball to him 18 times a game. Um, so I don't know, Connor. I, I've got a little more worry there, but I there's not a lot of great options out there. I don't know how you get him on your bench if he if he goes. Yeah. Tuvi. Yeah, again, because you're you're going to be so thin. I mean, you'll hear when we hit 50-50, the the backs we were choosing from. It's slim pickings. So if a guy like Connor, they say he's going to play, you want him in your lineup yeah, because I think he's going to give you better than some of the crud you're going to be picking up. Similarly with the uh, former Steeler that's injured too, Le'Veon Bell, who apparently the Steelers called and checked on him. <laughs> I'm sure they're like, you pay half and we'll take him back. Uh, I have the luxury of benching Bell in one of my leagues because I have a decent option, but I think most people are probably stuck just playing him if he's going to yeah, suit up. You got it. Right? You got it. I don't. I, when you're getting that, yeah, the, that kind of workload, you you have to. We've talked about Kareem Hunt this year, a little bit. One, the one thing that's actually working in Cleveland is Nick Chubb's having a fabulous <laughs> year. So let's murky the waters. I think Maj and I are uh, on the record as saying we're not worried about it. I'm not. Well, and part of, 
part of it is for Nick Chubb. Is, we're not worried. Uh, I think there. It's very minor. I mean, part of it, the reason for that is it's already been a split with uh, with Hilliard. Dontrell Hilliard played thirty eight percent of the snaps last week, which is ridiculous and stupid. Agreed. Um, but the Browns, well, it is the Browns. Browns gonna Browns. I so mean, if you know. Kareem Hunt probably plays about that much. Yep. And so, by definition, that's not taking anything away from Nick Chubb. And he'll uh, probably do the job a little better, which oh, helps yeah. the offense. Yeah. And so, uh, by Agreed. extension, I think that helps Nick Chubb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, well, do you do you start like I'm not? I'm. Is he somebody you're going to plug and play in Week One? Like I, I don't trust it that much. No. Okay, no. just curious. No. I mean, there there will be people desperate enough too with running back as as thin as it is. But I my preference would be no. And then uh, Mark Walton. The Mark Walton mm-hmm. news. I've talked about Mark Walton for about a month now, and now yeah, it's too bad he was getting he a lot of work, and suspended. now Kalen Balaj will, <laughs> and that running game is completely underwater. Well, they were Dolphins. They were underwater anyway. There but. are many ways to get off the sinking ship in Miami, and that was one, and we'll hit another one <laughs> later on. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Fishbowl is so thin in terms of what's left. I mean, you guys are both in yeah. there, too. Uh, there's nothing in free agency. I have, nope. I have Mark Walton on my team. I did not drop him. Because he might be back for week like fourteen or something like that, and I might need to play him that week. So it's come to this. My team will be put to let rest long before then in Scott Fishbowl. Well, I th- I'm seven and two in Scott. Nice. Fishbowl, wow. So Check I'm out still the chugging along. Humble brag. I'm running out of players left and right. <laughs> All right, wide receivers and tight ends. Let's talk about them next. Uh, T. Y. Hilton, as we mentioned a little bit earlier. Uh, out with that calf injury, likely out again this week. At first, they were saying it could be up to a month. Right now, this week he's kind of, sort of, maybe on the practice field and not being ruled out at least at the time of this podcast. So we'll see what happens there. I'm not counting on him, and I've got him in a couple of leagues. Adam Thielen, hamstring injury, likely out this week against mm-hmm. Dallas after going on the field for about two minutes. Uh, yeah, he David Johnson does. Uh, Preston Williams. Injured reserve with the torn ACL knee injury. You know what's really smart? Take your best wide receiver and make him return punts. Yes. Great idea. Have him tear up his knee doing that. Great call. Good job, uh, Dolphins. Deshaun Jackson also on injured reserve. He, I mean, did he even play at all? Maybe at the he played a couple of snaps at the beginning yeah. of the game. Yeah. The core muscle surgery, he's, yep. he's uh, done for the season. Brandon Cooks already ruled out for the yeah, Rams this week. I'm worried His, about Brandon Cooks. Yeah, multiple concussions second, in a short period of time. Second concussion this year, fifth documented concussion Ugh. of his career. And he's like 24 still or 25. Like he's still really young. And then uh, dovetailing off that, Sterling Shepard, his second concussion of 2019. He looks like he's going to miss some t- uh, more time now. And uh, in the Giants passing game there, Evan Engram, with the midfoot sprain is week to week. Yeah, that was a, he could be that out. popped up today. He could be out this Sunday. It sounds like it might be one of those Liz Frank injuries. When I hear week uh, to week, I don't think there's a chance he plays this week. <laughs> no, no, that's like seven so, times worse than day to day. Yeah, yeah. I was, you know what? Yeah, you know what it is. It was my understanding <laughs> that there would be no math. Smart to be. It's smart. Uh, who do you want to start with out of that? Uh, well, crew? well, we'll move our way back from the Giants. So you. You lost Evan. So you lost Evan Ingram. What do you do? 
Uh, you know, Red There's Ellison. There's so many tight ends well, out there to choose from. There's really not. We'll talk about some in 50-50. It's worth noting Red Ellison, I mean, he doesn't get the, the target share necessarily that Evan Ingram does, he but he block. is. If, there was one play last <laughs> week. It was phenomenal, and they showed it like four or five times. He literally just stood there and, and watched a guy run run past him like, dude, I mean, you got to really? at least try. You at least you're, try. Not, you're not a pass-catching tight end. At, at least, no. you know, move. And, and then his dad got mad at me. So. Oh, well. <laughs> It'll happen. Uh, the uh, he has caught a pass or two in the past, but I'm, he's not somebody I'm going after. I'm probably reaching for one of the guys we'll talk about in fifty fifty or the aforementioned Jacob Hollister. Uh, I do think that um, I mean it's too, it's really too bad for Sterling Shepard, but now there are fewer mouths to feed in terms of primary targets for Daniel Jones. So the picture is crystallizing a little bit in terms of golden people. Tate, baby. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's golden, looking really good. And golden, Slayton. Yeah, yeah, and I, I believe we'll talk him a little later, so we won't mow yes. that long. Uh, T.Y. Hilton. We'll talk Zach Pascal <laughs> in 50-50. I mean, Real good. Adam Thielen, if he plays, are you trusting him? No. No, I'm no not. you can't. I think that's unanimous. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he's got teammates saying, hey, I had a hamstring injury, and I, I say, wait, you know, don't don't hurry back on, on our account. I, and yeah. After the emergence of uh, Laquan Treadwell last yes. week, oh, yeah. he actually looked I mean, competent. And B.C. Johnson has looked good. They have the luxury good, of, so. of having Laquan I, Treadwell. They're not desperate. Plus, I'm, they're going to run the ball 72 times. So. That That's the bigger thing for me. It's like I don't see the fact that he played and then came out so quickly – I don't think that the Vikings are going to put him in a position for that to happen again. Like, it would almost have to be a new injury for that to be the case. You know, they're not going to be like, oh, let's right. try this again. Let's try this again. That, that event, they're, they're going to treat him with a little more kid gloves because of what happened this first time. So if they were to say, you know what, he's fully healthy and he's going to play in this game, I actually feel better about it, um, you know, compared to you know, last week. That said the running you know there yeah. I, I i don't know that that necessarily means he gets a ton of targets and so i can see playing it safe again it depends on your other options there with six teams on by you might be like oh thank god adam yeah. Thielen's playing put him in well then they have denver after that which isn't a great matchup and then the vikings are on their bye so could be a few weeks here yeah. before uh, adam Thielen is contributing and, and i think that probably played line. into one of bo's 50 50 picks indirectly as it well did. yeah it did we nice won't mow that long shadowing there um, Brandon Cooks. Again, worried about this guy. Yeah. Well, long term, but the backup that we'll talk about in 50 50 is, is a talented guy that mm-hmm. when he's been given opportunities, and that offense certainly presents opportunities, he's, uh, he's had some games. I, with Cooks, I, I want to talk a couple of different things. So if you're in a redraft league, knowing what these Rams have looked like this season and knowing that their schedule is not pretty. I mean, it's, you know, at Pittsburgh versus Chicago versus Baltimore at Arizona's nice versus Seattle. Okay. At Dallas, at San Francisco, like the fantasy playoffs, you know, end with at Dallas, at San Francisco. Yeah. Um, And knowing just what we've seen out of this team so far, do you have to be like uber desperate to drop Brandon cooks or in a redraft league? Are you like, you know what? There's a, my handcuff is available. My Alexander Madison to my Dalvin Cook is available. I'm going to drop Brandon Cooks for him. I would be inclined to drop him. I mean, he's got multiple concussions now. So let's say he's back in two weeks from now. Mm-hmm. Then he might get to use him for a week or two, and then then they've got the Cowboys and 49ers and forget about it. So I, I think you can. Ha- there's more value in dropping him and picking up somebody else for that roster spot 
for the final uh, month or so here towards the playoffs. Yeah, what do you, you have to make some that. tough decisions yeah. when we get towards playoff time. And and it's worth noting. I mean, looking at his regular season games, I mean, he had, um, you know, he had the one target against Cincinnati before he, you know when he got knocked out. Um, he had seven targets the week before against Atlanta, but three the week before that, three the week before that. And that was San Francisco and at Seattle. Um, you know, he did all right against Tampa Bay and Cleveland before that, and um, you know the nice revenge game against New Orleans. It's not like he's not a talented guy, but. There's a lot of miles to feed in that offense, yep. and that offense isn't playing that well yep. overall anyway. So, yeah. So, all right, Dynasty now. I mean, it's yeah, a, he's a young dude. Yeah, um, that's a you know, story. he's born in 93, so 25 years old. Um, 26 now, sorry, yeah. uh, birthday in late September. But um, I, are you, like, you're holding him now and then – waiting for him to get healthy next year and then trading him next year once he's healthy and has a couple of big games? Is it, yeah. like, cause that, well, I sure hope they put him on injured reserve so that you can free up that roster yeah, spot. Yeah, no that kidding. Would, that, would that would be real be nice. nice. That would be real that nice. Would, uh, that would solve some problems. Yeah, I mean, he's a former first-round pick. He was the 20th overall pick by the yeah. Saints in 2014. He's been on a lot of teams, but he's had success on multiple teams. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I do think that there's – I still think that there's upside here, but man, the risk with a guy like this now is is real high. Yeah, yeah. His next concussion, if this isn't his final concussion of his football career, his next, next one, one very, very well, well could be. Yep. So, uh, Preston Williams, we, we there's some ramifications of that that will be addressed in our fifty fifty draft. Uh, the last guy I want to bring up here again is uh, Deshaun Jackson. Uh, We've seen that Dallas offense. Goddard, baby. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Well, Goddard Goddard didn't do much against the Bears. Zachary, it was the Zacherts coming out party. They're both out there all the time. But they, yeah. And now we know that that's going to be the case. So you know, we said I think that was just last week's show. We were like, Ertz is either a buy or a hold, and Goddard is either a sell or a hold, just kind of depending on your situation. I don't think Goddard's a sell anymore. Otherwise, everything else still applies, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. I think that's. I think we've done enough news. That was a lot of news. You know, we we actually got, for how much news we had, we got through that in a relatively decent amount of time. I'm I credit pr- myself. I'm, I'm proud of all of us. <laughs> nice job, you guys. That's why, that's why Bo's the best in the business. Well, that you know what that means. It means we have time to talk about it. Do, we'll do one whatever. All right, go for Should it. we do one whatever and sure. save the other ones? Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. Right. My, my whatever this week has to do with uh, uh, the running back position in a week where, again, six teams on by. What is our level of belief in one Ronald Jones the second? Because he's coming off a, a nice game last week. He played 53% of the snaps in week nine, while Peyton Barber played just 14%. Ogumbawale did get 27% of the snaps. But this is coming off weeks where Barber had out-snapped, uh, had out-snapped Jones in you know, most weeks, and, I mean, heck, Agumboale at 58% in week six, he outsnapped all of them. But the difference here is Bruce Arians has now said Ronald Jones has earned this job, has earned this starting role. So now that you have that piece of information, does that change how you're looking at Ronald Jones, how you're treating him for the rest of the season? To be nailed it last week, you had him in his 50-50 lineup, I do believe. Yeah, you did. Because I'm just smarter than most people, I yes, think, that's is, fair. is the reason. Mm-hmm. It, the, the whole key is you wrote him off last year because he was a high draft pick and he busted to the point that Peyton Barber took over and played well. And so everybody has Ronald Jones on, you know, they've already written him off, mm-hmm. or a lot of people have. And now you've got to switch the mindset again that, hey, maybe he actually does have a little bit of talent. 
there is a reason he was drafted mm-hmm. high. He's playing better. That offensive line, which has not been playing that well up mm-hmm. to this point, is is playing better. And when Jameis isn't turning the ball over, you've got a couple really talented receivers you got to devote right. a lot of defensive resources to, yeah. so there's more room to run. So I kind of like Ronald Jones. I, I liked him last week. I, I like him going forward. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm, I'm not anointing him a top 10 running back by any chance, mm-hmm. but I think he's a guy that you – probably are putting into your RB2 or flex spot on a consistent basis the rest of the way. I've been converted. Nice. Between last week and this and what happened last week. and Welcome to the club. What's what's (laughs) been said, I'm I'm grudgingly coming back around on on Ronnie Jones. And this is coming from a guy who picked up Ronald Jones in two leagues and in one of those leagues for the second time. (laughs) <laughs> and paying a decent sum of fab to do uh, so um, just because of bye weeks and injuries. But I, I have a couple of concerns. I want to believe. I want to be. Uh, oh, it's I, not I, without concerns. But well, right. Yeah, but when you're an RB2 or flex, obviously a few things come with yeah, that. But yeah. I, I want to note a couple things. So he had 20 touches in week nine. You love to see that, right? He also had 20 touches back in week four and then fell off the map for a while. Mm-hmm. I, the The sort of ray of hope for me in this is in his last four games he's had eight targets now that's only two a game according to my my calculations which is not a lot but he only had five of them in his first four so um or excuse me four in his first five so he had less than one per game um you know so they've early more in than the doubled season. they've more than doubled see a goon bawale is their pass catching back and we've seen that and he can pop up and play. Like I say, he had 58% of the snaps back in week six, not that long ago. Um, so, like, I basically what we're doing is trusting Bruce Arians at his word right now, and I don't love trusting a coach at his word. Um, and the schedule's not the greatest. They face the, the Saints, the Texans, and the Colts still. Those are all top ten at limiting fantasy running backs. Uh, they also face the Cardinals, Jags, and Falcons, who are neutral matchups based on the middle of the road. Um, but Detroit in Week 15, that's a nice matchup. Fantasy playoffs against yes. the team giving up the most fantasy points to running backs. So I definitely think he's roster-worthy. For me, I, I think that that's fair to say running back to flex, but I do feel like that's matchup-dependent. Like, I don't know that I'm ready to flex him against the Saints, Texans, or Colts defense yet. Unless I'm forced to, right? Like, I don't, I, yeah. I don't know that I'm being that aggressive. No, I'm, I'm running back flex at best, I think, for myself. I'm not up to the running back two conversation on Ron Jones yet. What if they're wearing the creamsicles? Well, mm. then, then you want them in your yeah. lineup. I mean, the good news is, I mean, they don't have one of those tough matchups this week. They play against the Cardinals this week, one of those neutral matchups. So it's an opportunity to get more information and to, you know, have some of this stuff confirmed against a defense that even if it doesn't go the way we think it's going to, he should still get enough work against to potentially be successful. So in a week with six teams on by, that's better than going up against the Saints. Correct. All right. Cool. All right. Whatever. 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 Uh, all right. Well, before we go in, I, gosh, you guys, we're making such good time today. Uh, we're always longer than people think. Yeah. We'll make up for it here. Uh, well, Don't you worry about it. Yeah, that's true. We will. All right. Let's, uh, before, we, before we talk 50-50, we will talk about Fantasy Draft because it is now week 10, like Bo alluded to towards the top of the show. Your fantasy team, your, your season-long team might not be doing so hot. It happens. It happens to the best of us. Mm-hmm. 
DFS is there for you, baby. <laughs> Fantasy draft is there for you. Sounds like they're wait, waiting outside the bar, leaning against the lamppost, swinging their purse, saying, hey, sailor. That's right. I, well, I see you dropped some, uh, dropped some more games in your regular season league. Why don't, why don't you give DFS a try? Well, and if you, haven't, if you have not tried Fantasy Draft yet this year, now that they, they're rake-free and your, your team is uh, hitting the skids, now's the time. With that code FFPARTY, that's seven days of free rake-free daily fantasy sports. And like we talked about, that means basketball, that means hockey, that means football. And there is 100% payouts, cash games, tournaments, whatever. Whatever you play, it is 100% payout. And that's if it fills. That's like, it could be 110% payout. It could be more than that if there's overlay because that's the way this works at Fantasy Draft. And that's why we love playing rake-free daily fantasy so much so um hit us up on twitter ask us what it's all about if you got questions um but definitely check them out seven days for free and you can play me every week i'm posting uh, i put my handle on our twitter uh using my twitter page i tell you when i've got my head-to-head games i just put one dollar head-to-head games in there you know just for fun not playing for uh we're not putting mortgages on the line here so if you want to play against me it's a blast i enjoy uh playing against fans so uh check it out again fantasydraft.com promo code FF Party, seven days free of rake-free daily fantasy sports. Let's talk 50-50. These guys are owned in 50% or less of fantasy leagues. Next, John, Anthony, and Bo will discuss whether they're high-value acquisitions or not worth the risk. 60% of the time, it works every time. It's time for 50-50 on the Fantasy Football Party Podcast. All right. We had uh, we had some big hitters last week. Jimmy Garoppolo on and off the field, very successful. It was very nearly a regret for me having benched Jimmy G for the return of Lamar Jackson and having to sweat, mm. sweat out the Thursday night when Jimmy G went off. Thinking, oh, <laughs> waiting, right. waiting until Sunday night for Lamar Jackson <laughs> to have a, a solid game. I, I think they were reasonably close in points enough yeah. that I didn't. Two, we had the the Ronnie Jones two. pick last week too. He did, yep. And you know, Derek Carr had a nice game. Jalen Samuels did all right. I had the uh, the brothers Dolphins, Preston Williams, Devontae Parker, three touchdowns between oh, the two of them. That was. That was knocked it out of the park, that man. That was ballsy and it paid off. <laughs> Noah Fant, the Panthers. Was D, fantastic. Uh, Yay. Wonder, has anyone nice. used that? I'm, I'm trademarking that. It's not even spelled different. I know. It's, it's, I don't know if you can. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to our I'm, lawyers. We'll I'm get putting back a to hyphen you. in there. Um, there are a couple. I mean, we already talked about Anthony Miller. Alexander Madison had a pretty quiet day. Uh, Deontay Johnson didn't do much. You can't trademark <laughs> a word that already exists. <laughs> <laughs> like, fantastic. What? Like Ohio, Ohio State, State tried to trademark the. the. <laughs> Or the, I think it was the. I'm going to try to get the. uh, just just the letter I wanna, A. I want to hear Tubi's argument at the patent office. No, no, listen, listen. Noah it's, Fant, it's Fant. It's, it's, it's his last name. It's a hyphen. <laughs> See in between the T and the A. Hey, T and A, sir. No, sir. We're veering wildly, sir. I'm just the janitor. Go talk to somebody else. Um, all right. So yeah, we. Uh, uh, you know, I've been proud of us. Our 50-50 calls over the course of this season have been 
very successful by and large. This has been uh, yeah. we've been on fire. Let's see. This is the this is the true test though. Six teams on by, yeah. all, all right. these guys injured. And so, you just jinxed it. And so. I just jinxed the <laughs> S word out of us. So we will start with uh, who had first? Bo, oh, had I first had pick. the first pick. So I'll start with my quarterback. It's the most controversial quarterback sideline reporter interview since Joe Namath tried to kiss Susie Colbert. Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> last week, baby, went off for me in my 50-50 lineup for 317 yards. Four touchdowns are going back to the well again this week against the Seahawks. Jimmy G, baby. G whiz. Jimmy G. Wiz. Who's next? Uh, I was next, and my quarterback, we've alluded to this, I'm going uh, Ryan Tannehill against the Chiefs, $10,100 on fantasy draft. He's quarterback 11 value-wise on labs. The Chiefs have allowed three touchdown passes each of the last two weeks, and Tannehill, since taking over as the starter in three weeks, has six touchdowns in two 300-yard games. So clearly mastering that offense better than Marcus Mariota, or maybe they're – Maybe he's just YOLOing. I, I'm not sure what it is because, you know, this isn't the Ryan Tannehill or the Tennessee Titans we've come to know and love. But uh, Tannehill's putting up numbers, and I think they're going to have to play some catch-up. They, my favorite figure out how to get the ball to Corey Davis consistently. Yeah, well, they got I, you know, Oh, and by the way, rest in peace, Corey I, I Davis, who dropped, <laughs> I dropped, dropped Corey, Corey Davis in our Dynasty, Dynasty League. This was well, yeah. talked about it earlier in the, in the year. I said, dude doesn't come around by midseason. <laughs> he's done. And maybe, He's dead to me. Maybe the, the final nail in the coffin or the, the sayonara to Corey Davis is there are multiple Titans receivers drafted 50-50, and Corey mm-hmm. Davis ain't one of them. <laughs> and Corey Davis has not been picked up in that dynasty uh, league no. yet either. So no, he's not. Apparently, Talented dude. Yeah, just well, two I, I, good games a year, and you never know when they're coming. So I'm, I'm definitely waiting for the bottom to fall out on Ryan Tannehill, but I don't, I, I'm with you that I don't think it's this week because – we just saw the blueprint with a the Chiefs' defense against a team that wants to run the ball. Like, against the Vikings, they're like, do it, Kirk Cousins. Pass it. Go. <laughs> Whatever you want, you can have. And Kirk really couldn't take advantage of it. I don't think Tan- – I mean, Tannehill's favorite play is the underthrown deep ball that causes pass interference penalties. <laughs> but, um, hey, it works. It, hey, it doesn't show up on the stat sheet, but it moves the ball down the field. Um, I, I, I'm with you. I think that uh, – I think there could be some numbers here. But, um, you know, quarterback desperate teams out there, if you, if you need to play Tannehill this week, go for it. But I am uh, – Super flex league, if sure. I can, sure. But if I can sell Ryan Tannehill to somebody, that is a, that is a train I'm getting off of uh, one station too early. Thank you very much. Um, my quarterback, Daniel Jones, going against the New York Yets. Uh, 11,600 over at Fantasy Draft this week. That's actually quarterback number seven, according to their cash model. Jets' pass defense had only allowed double-digit touchdown passes once until two weeks ago. Now it's three in back-to-back games, and that's against the recently benched Gardner Minshew and Ryan Fitzpatrick. So, um, you know, with Daniel Jones, he's still only got two games with multiple touchdown passes, but he's thrown... 41 times each of the past two weeks and only has one interception in that stretch. I mean, he's tried to throw more, but he's people have caught him. Yeah. Um, and he's also got four or more rushes in three straight, 102 combined total rushing yards in that stretch. So he's got a little bit of floor, and going against this Jets defense, he's got a little ceiling too. All right, my running back, and I took this guy with the first overall pick in our 50-50 on draft. On purpose. I forgot to on, order a short. On, on purpose, yes, and then <laughs> I think I threw up in my mouth a little bit. Uh, Kalen Balaj of the Dolphins, he, of course, is the replacement for Mark Walton. He of the aforementioned suspension that we talked about. Just not a Balaj fan, but, hey, 
No, he's going to be their three down back for the next month. And they got the Colts this week, which is kind of a neutral matchup. He's only he's still only owned in 17% of ESPN leagues, so I think a lot of other people are throwing up in their mouth as they're considering him as well. So uh, couldn't be more thrilled to have Kalen Balazs as my only running back in 50-50. This as, my, as my 5-year-old daughter says, are you being sarcastic? <laughs> um, I got to say, I ordered this prize brewing royal raspberry. Smooth nitro infusion sour oh, tart here. Nitro. Oh my goodness, you guys! Highly recommend. Prizes. Recommend good that stuff. more than Kalen Balaj. I do. Well, ten times out of ten. Going if you take Kalen Balaj and throw up in your mouth, chase it <laughs> with the prize royal raspberry. It's a good vomit chaser. Yep. Is that what you're saying? You know, I think that doesn't make it sound as appetizing. <laughs> Maybe, maybe not. Let's not do that. All right. <laughs> that should be some Pierre's <laughs> marketing plan, though. Pat over here knows the guys that do this for chaser. a living, and I think my next career is, is going to be uh, writing these descriptions. So. Do you – totally off topic now. Um, <laughs> no. I, Never. With, when your kids – you know, you had to give your kids medicine when they were kids. Yes. And, you know, medicine tastes gross. I, when I give my kids water or whatever, I call it chasers, and my kids ask for chasers. Is that wrong? <laughs> no. Did I do that wrong? <laughs> That's great parenting okay. is what that is. The I'm first lullaby I sang to get my oldest daughter was Margaritaville. Oh, nice. <laughs> All right. Well, I was, I was just curious. So. There was juice in the blender. But, you know, the first time that came, Daddy, that's our song. Like, oh, don't be telling that to the teachers. <laughs> and we'll then when they didn't fall asleep after the first sources. lullaby, didn't you? How, how many songs could you go on lullabies until you had to start making up songs? Oh, I, I started making up early. I okay. Mean, yeah, you kind of had to. But you can get through most of Go Rocket by Baby and then, or is, do you even do that anymore? Yeah, do you start singing songs? Yeah, I dip into up? the Beatles catalog. Yeah, okay. And, yeah, we can do Good. some stuff. All right. Anyway, sorry hey. about that. Little so, off topic. Little <laughs> off topic. We're back. Thanks for joining us. I'm going with uh, Naeem Hines. You'll notice a theme here. He's Indianap- in Indianapolis this week. Maj, why is he staying in Indianapolis this oh, week? Oh, um, hang on. I, I have that. Had to guess. Yeah, I know. I'm in town to play the Dolphins, you dumbass. That's exactly yeah. right. Uh, Miami just gave up uh, eight catches and 55 receiving yards to a running back in Le'Veon Bell. So for $8,800, my only running back. A less vomit-inducing mm. Naeem Hines. All right, all right, pra- all right. High praise right there. Less vomit-inducing. I've got two running backs to talk about. One of them will be a flex for me. J.D. McKissick at Chicago is one of them. Uh, I'm, I'm actually differing from the fellas at Fantasy Labs here, so you know that I'm probably going to lead you astray here. But he's 7,700 going against Chicago. He's Fantasy Labs running back 31. Ty Johnson's actually rated a little higher for them. And <clears throat> Ty Johnson had 38 snaps last week, 24 for J.D. McKissick. However, Ty Johnson did not look good. He looked slow. I thought J.D. McKissick looked better. And he had eight opportunities for the second time in three weeks, so it's not like he, you know, he came out of nowhere here. And he got carries, more importantly, during that big fourth quarter, the couple of big series they had in that fourth quarter. He scored the tying touchdown, a nice corner route, and tied the game at 24. Um, I... I'm speculating here. I'm totally projecting now, but just in in seeing what happened, I do think that McKissick might actually be the guy that gets a bulk of the work in this next game, and it's going against the Bears' run defense that 
Yeah, they didn't allow a running back score in weeks one through three, but they've allowed nine in the five games since. So wow. this is not the the same Bears run defense uh, that we've come to know and love. So Seems they miss uh, Akeem Hicks. Just they a they do bit. a little just bit. A little bit. Yeah, and they miss you know being off the field occasionally too. Yeah, that, um, there is they do have to be on the field for forty minutes that, a game. So that hurts. So I, I can understand. Like I said, Ty Johnson also eligible for fifty fifty and did not get picked. But I went with JD right. JD McKissick. So we'll see. I'll, I'm either going to look super smart or super stupid. And then my other one, uh, Gus Edwards at Cincinnati, uh, ninety five hundred fantasy labs running back thirty eight. This one's admittedly more of a dart throw. He only had 34 yards on six carries against Cincinnati a month ago, but he's got seven and eight carries respectively each of the last two weeks. He scored last week against uh, New England. He's facing a Bengals defense, allowing the second most fantasy points to running backs. See, you know, there's a chance at a touchdown. There's a chance he breaks one here. With six teams on by, you might be able to do worse than Gus Edwards. All right, we got a lot of wide receivers to talk about. Yes, I've got four of them. I think, yeah, I've got four of them. Josh Reynolds is my first guy. We talked about him a little bit already with Brandon Cooks with the concussion out this week. That puts Josh Reynolds back in play. And last week when he got his opportunity, three catches, 73 yards. Touchdown. And a touchdown against the Bengals this week. He gets uh, the Steelers on the road. He's still available in almost 100% of ESPN leagues, 97%. Yeah. And with, with Cooks potentially out for a long, elongated period here, if yeah. you need wide receiver help. I mean, he Rams have had their bye. Yeah. Reynolds got it done last week. He got it done last year when he had the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think when Cooper Cup was out for a while. So um, Josh Reynolds, a guy that not many people are talking about. Obviously, he's still available in just about yeah. every league. So. Uh, go get him. Darius Slayton's my next guy. He had one catch for six yards last week in my 50-50 lineup, even without Sterling Shepard around. Sterling Shepard is not around again this week. Talking about concussions to wide receivers, so we'll give it another try, this time against the crosstown rival New York Yets, who I've already expressed my <laughs> dislike for. Not a fan. Quite a bit. <laughs> um, Cole Beasley's my next wide receiver. He has touchdowns oh, now. He doesn't score touchdowns. Three straight games for Cole Beasley with a touchdown. He had gone like 37 games with only scoring like four times or something like that. <laughs> hey, before this it stretch. worked for me last week in 50-50 against another iffy opponent. This week he gets the Browns, another iffy opponent. Heads up, he gets the Dolphins again next week before the schedule gets a little tougher. So Cole Beasley could be a two-week play for you to plug I into was, your lineup. I was going to ask. We haven't really t- we talked about Nick Chubb, and I hadn't thought of this until now with the Browns. But are there more delicious taps at JL beers or hilarious Gar- or, uh, Baker Mayfield memes from post game? Oh. Looking like the that uh, was outstanding. Like that's tight, point. but I'm just going with jail beers. <laughs> yeah. I, with do, my guys. do you guys have a favorite that pops to your head from the the Baker memes? Mine was well, what uh, about Macaulay Culkin coming out. With <laughs> I didn't see the Macaulay. Oh, Culkin so one. people were comparing Baker Mayfield to the <clears throat> the guys in Home Alone, right? Okay, to one of the guys, I guess, in Home Alone, and Macaulay Culkin posted on on Twitter. He's got like a paint can or something in one hand. It's like <laughs> I'm coming for you, Baker. Or <laughs> My my favorite was for all you NYPD Blue fans out there, Young Spikowitz is coming to a TV near you. That's pretty great. Anyway, right. I've derailed us once again. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Excellent thanks, work. Thanks a lot. Uh, yeah, what so I do I, here? I do have one more. That's wide usually receiver. my job. <laughs> I thought I was the best at that. I've got one more wide receiver, Hunter Renfro. The Raiders going up against the Chargers. 
He, over the last two games, he has 10 receptions, 132 yards, two touchdowns, and he is also widely available, owned in only 5.9% of ESPN leagues. The Chargers present a slightly tougher matchup this week, but then after this week, he gets the Bengals and those New York Yets again the next two games. Mm-hmm. So Hunter Renfro should be on your radar for the next uh, yeah. two, three weeks. Against here. all odds, this this Oakland passing offense just continues to hum. It's, right. it's a John Gruden I'm done with my wide receivers. Who wants to go I, next? You, you sniped me on Hunter Renfro, so uh, I, I ended up going with uh, Zach Pascal, who's sticking around Indianapolis because... Oh, I know why. I'm in town to play the Dolphins, you dumbass. Yeah, we're going to beat that clip into the ground. $10,900 on Fantasy Draft. Uh, Miami has allowed seven wide receiver touchdowns in the last four games. Pascal's coming off of five for 76 with a touchdown, and he led Indian targets, receptions, and yards last week. So especially if there's no T.Y. Hilton, regardless of who his quarterback is, I'm on board with Zach Pascal this week. I'm also uh, stacking Adam Humphreys, not Corey Davis. Stacking yeah. Adam Humphreys wow, with Ryan Tannehill. Going to Humphreys over Corey, Corey Davis. He's, uh, he's right there in toaster blender territory, $6,200 on Fantasy Draft. Uh, consistently gives you four catches per game. The leading receivers against the Chiefs the last two games have been guys like Camaro, Lazard, Treadwell. I think add Humphreys wow. to that legendary list of guys having success against the Chiefs. And my third receiver that I had to pivot to after both sniped me on Hunter Renfro. Respect his authority, Deontay Johnson against the Rams. 8,000, so he's, he's just north of Toaster territory. He's, he's just a week removed from a five-catch, 84-yard, one-touchdown performance. And uh, the Rams let three Bengal, Bengals get five catches for 65 yards or better the last time out so i think there's an opportunity for the steelers number two receiver i think we do we're going to need to note that Corey davis is about to have the most monstrous game <laughs> yeah. of his career because i have aj brown going against kansas city eighty four hundred four touchdowns for Corey davis this week fantasy somebody's got to play him this week and write us tell us how well it went eighty four hundred fantasy labs wide receiver twenty eight um, he's got seven or more targets in two of his last three, 64 or more yards in those two games, and a touchdown in the other in which he only had three targets. So three straight games of fantasy relevance for A.J. Brown despite uh, limited snap count. KC, we talked about this earlier, he sold out against the run last week against another team who'd prefer not to pass. So if they do it again here and also take a lead like they should, Tennessee's going to have more pass attempts than they even usually do. So a uh, lot of opportunity here for A.J. Brown. Danny Amendola at Chicago is my next receiver, 8,000. Actually, Fantasy Labs wide receiver, 11 over at Fantasy Draft at that low 8K price. Chicago's pass the is still faring well, but Detroit's passing a ton. That's left Amendola with five or more targets in four of his last five games, 95 or more yards in two of his last three. There is, uh, much like uh, with Cole Beasley, though, there is the opportunity for the bottom to really fall out here. Uh, no touchdown since week one and 37 or fewer yards in four of his seven games this year. So it's like either a whole lot or a whole lot of nothing for Danny Amendola. Uh, my last one's actually Devontae Parker at Indianapolis, 9,500 Fantasy Labs wide receiver, 25. We talked about that Preston Williams injury. 
Um, I do think that this opens the door a little bit for Devontae Parker. I think it's a actually a decent conversation between him and Josh Reynolds for the receiver to pick up for rest of season based on uh, the injuries happening right now. Uh, I actually... I had that choice in our in our dynasty league, and I'm the Brandon Cooks owner, and I took Devontae Parker hmm. for what that's worth. Worth um, Parker scored for the fourth time in fifth, five games last week, and uh, no more Preston Williams, as we said. So uh, I think that there will be a little more target share going Parker's way. Uh, you know, as much as I like Alan Hearns and uh, Albert Wilson, actually I do like Albert Wilson, but uh, 55 or more yards in five of his last six games for Devontae Parker. So there's an a, Pretty nice floor yeah. there. Um, and it's worth noting, you know, Indiana's held wide receivers out of the end zone in back-to-back weeks, but that is against Pittsburgh and Denver, so I am uh, I'm not terribly concerned. And, and, again, with that kind of yardage, I think Parker's not going to hurt you. He will either be, uh, you know, a decent placeholder to help an, help your team stay afloat for somebody else to have the big day, or he'll potentially have the big day for you. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, tight end. I've been threatening to pick up Irv Smith Jr. in 50-50 draft for several weeks. You've done it. Finally pulled the trigger. Uh, Last three games, 12 catches on 15 targets. No Adam Thielen again this week. Doesn't look like anyways going against the Cowboys. Uh, And only five teams have allowed more tight end receptions, and only six have allowed more tight end yards than those Dallas Cowboys have this season. So Irv Smith Jr. available in 98% of ESPN leagues. He's not popular. In fantasy sports. Good-looking tight end, man. Yeah. Good-looking young tight end. That's what we're all about. hey yo. Jimmy's got dose. I opted for the uh, the two-pronged tight end approach again this week. <laughs> you the, would. The first one, every week, baby. Triple E, every week, Eric Ebron. He's uh, in town to play the Dolphins, you dumbass. He's $7,200. <laughs> uh, tight end number six. On Not even fans. waiting for the drop anymore. <laughs> no, at, just, this, at this point, it's just, it's just part of their yeah, name part now. of the lexicon. Uh, the only two legitimate tight ends the Dolphins have faced, Mark Andrews went eight for a buck eight and a touchdown, and Jason Witten had three catches for 54 yards. I think Eric Ebron is a, a legit tight end. And is a, there a more Jason Witten line than three catches for 54 yards? <laughs> that seems that's, that's a lot per catch for him. That is actually like pretty four high. Four for yeah. 43 is kind yeah. of more his, yeah, his I, ball. Yeah, all right. With one yard after yeah. the catch or something Yeah, like Tuvi showed me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's close, but it's not. And my other tight end, uh, we're going out on a limb with uh, he's Toaster Blender, and they put $250 in your account for taking Narrator, Dawson Knox. No, that's a lie. Not, not $5,100, right. low, low price on Fantasy Draft. The magic number is three, and if you remember Schoolhouse Rock, you know three is the magic number. Yes, it is. Only four tight ends have caught three or more passes against Cleveland. Here's what they did. Five for 55 and two touchdowns. Four for 31 and one touchdown. Six for 70 and one touchdown. Three for a buck 15 and one touchdown. That's a lot of touchdowns. Now Knox has three catches twice this year. He went three for 67 and a touchdown. Three for 58. So if Dawson Knox gets to three catches against the Browns, which I think he will, big day in store. Wow, Two touchdowns, 60% of the magic time, number three, every time. just for you. <laughs> That's the most Dawson Knox so analysis I have <laughs> ever heard. So That's impressive. I'm yeah. not even mad. I, uh, 
I am. Uh, you know what I'm going to do? Speechless. I'm going to go to. I'm going to go to Indianapolis. You know why I'm there? Why? I'm in town to play the Dolphins, you dumbass. <laughs> Mike Kosicki is uh, 5200. Yes. Another young tight end. That's right. He is Fantasy Labs tight end five over at Fantasy Draft at that 5200 price tag. Indy has given up the eighth most fantasy points to tight ends this season. Gasicki's coming off his career game, 95 yards last week. He hasn't scored yet, but he's topped 40 yards in three of his last four. He's averaging five targets a game in that stretch, which is behind only Preston Williams and Devontae Parker. Williams now out per Ian Harditz, Ian Harditz, excuse me, over at Roto World. Um, Gasicki's playing nine, 76% of his snaps at wide receiver. So they're not, they're not even bothering with the pretense yeah. of why, of not tight messing end around with, no. <laughs> with Gasicki. Uh, so, uh, Bo, you picked him up this week. Uh, in two in, dynasty for, leagues I picked him yeah. up this week. I, I don't hate it. Both as possible replacements for Evan Ingram, uh, for the next, uh, handful of weeks or however long. Evan Ingram is out with his week to week foot injury. All right. Uh, defense special teams. Uh, I'll go first. I'll go with my kicker first because he just trademarked the name Money Badger. Michael Badgley of the Chargers back in action last week and he returned with four field goals and two extra points. But again, the main reason, (laughs) the main reason I have him is because he is the money badger. And we rewind to 59 minutes ago before we press record on this show, and we had many other uh, badger nicknames happening like, aside uh, from money there badger. Were, there was the We were the punny badgers is what we were. Yes. Because we had just uh, Well, and you had those those egg sandwiches or whatever. And well, the breakfast egg, sandwiches yeah. that were delicious. Yeah. The eggs were a little runny. I just hope you're not the runny badger. Yes. We're not. It's a good thing he's in Florida because he, he's a sunny badger. <laughs> You're a funny badger. <laughs> God, I'm going to stop right now. <laughs> and my defense we is, almost recreated it. <laughs> my defense is the Lions defense. You know why? Maj, they're going you know against why? the Dolphins. Oh, no. Sorry. No. They're going the Lions, against the Bears. They're going Mitch. against the Bears this Duh, week. Bears. Why don't the Bears just bench Mitch, honestly? <laughs> what's, the, what's the point? What are they doing? I don't know. It's very much like the Mariota Tannehill thing where it's like, you know, I'm totally stealing this take, by the way, from Sam Monson over at PFF, but I think I agree with it. Like, Ryan Tannehill's not better than Marcus Mariota, but Marcus Mariota was just so bad. It's like, just sit, just, just go. Just go let, away. Let him do it for a while. And that's totally what they need to be doing right now yeah. with Chase Daniel and Mitch because they're not getting any benefit from Mitch Trubisky being on the field. But until they do... Stream defenses against yep. the Bears where you can. Lions defense this week. Stream them. Do it. Tubi, you're up. Well, I'm going with uh, kicker Dan Bailey in a revenge game Uh-oh. against the Cowboys. There's really nothing you better than You know those kicker revenge kicker games. in a revenge game. Big. He's going to put two or three off the uprights. Uh, the <laughs> Cowboys just gave up four field goals to the Giants and, and Rojas, so... Yeah, I, last time I picked Dan Bailey, he was the NFC Special Teams Player of the Week, and then I didn't pick him, and he missed an extra point that basically cost the Vikings the game. So He's no money badger. I'm taking him no. for the team. He's No, he's uh, – I don't even want to know what kind of badger he is. Uh, my defense is going to be the Green Bay Packers against Carolina. $6,300 on fantasy draft there. Uh, DF, uh, uh, defense number 13 value-wise on fantasy labs. Carolina has allowed multiple sacks in every game, 10 sacks in the last two games, four turnovers in the last two games, lots of opportunities for 
The defense that, uh, what, three games in said they were the best defense in the league and has oh, yeah. certainly proved that they are not, but <laughs> I think they're good enough to give me some time. fantasy points this week. I'm going with the Giants defense special teams going against the Yets. 5,500 Fantasy Labs got them at number 12. I like uh, that. At Fantasy Draft. They're playing um, the Jets. They are, yeah. No team in the NFL is allowing more defense special team points uh, um, against than the Jets are. Funny. The the Giants defense is giving up a lot of like actual points, um, but they forced multiple turnovers in four of its last six games, plus has three or more sacks in six of nine games so far. And I believe even the nice. Dolphins managed three sacks against the Jets last week. So, uh, yeah, go ahead and play some Giants defense if uh, you're in a pinch. Uh, Brett Maher, once again, going against Minnesota, worked so well last week going at it. This one, he's got to counteract all of those Dan Bailey field goals here. So Dallas has the highest, or eighth highest, excuse me, implied point total of the week, and they're playing at home. Got to like that combination. Minimum of three field goal attempts in four straight games and double-digit points for Maher in three straight. 18-15. I'm calling it right now. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not telling you who's winning. It's 18-15 where, Where's the Irv Smith touchdown and all of that? <laughs> Maybe it's an Irv Smith He got tackled at the one a couple of times. It's too bad. He's really. got a lot of yards, maybe. Yeah, it might happen. Uh, all right. Well, hey, we managed to make this over an hour a show. As we, knew we, as we are wont to do. We're always we, longer than you think we are. But we packed a lot of information into this one hour and three-ish minutes We're of show. We're super impressive. We are very good. Tony and Pat, do you guys have any questions about your fantasy teams before we call it a show here? Because we can answered uh, everything. We, well, hang on. I'm going to give Pat. And Pat's got something to say. Right, something. It's better to burn out than fade away. Is Pat that? Donnelly, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, guys. Hi. Hi. I was telling Tony that I've hired each one of you guys at some one point or another to do work for me and <laughs> Bo, that's that's, that's your fault <laughs> but then you return the favor Bo. so that's yeah. that's your problem so yeah, so that's on us maj i think yeah. he's saying we need to buy him a beer is what he's saying nah, not at all not at all but no, you don't want us to buy your beer now we're too good for you that's, that's he, he doesn't have a question about his fantasy team he just wanted to come <laughs> yeah i just wanted to talk <laughs> with that. you guys um the question is uh, in one of my leagues, my quarterbacks are Deshaun Watson and Kirk Cousins. Watson, of course, is on a bye. I'd and still Cousins play Watson. <laughs> Cousins that not- is at Dallas. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is available on the mm. waiver wire. Should we jump on that? Who would you have to drop? Kirk Cousins? Uh, no, it would be like a, probably a second defense or something. Oh, no, I know who it would be. It would be Joey Sly. Because we picked them. Oh, wow. Wait a minute. Why don't you just know, go over and pull on Bo's ponytail? Because that's, I mean, <laughs> holy cow. Is that tucked in there like, uh, John, like Clayton. John Clayton? Yeah. I missed that. And people well, don't know that about Bo. Because our main kicker is Zerline. We only picked up Sly because Zerline was on I, the bye I, week. I feel like your main kicker is Sly. Oh, you think so? <laughs> uh, so, in other words, would, would, would we rather start Ryan Tannehill, John Tuvey's 50-50 quarterback this week, or Kirk Cousins, Cousins John Tuvey's, uh bury him under a giant pile of manure well, quarterback Kirk, this week. Kirk Cousins on the road in prime time. That's, He's great. Yeah. That's just oh, awesome. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. I, coming off a game where they well. didn't run the ball, too much to the chagrin of Mike Zimmer, who will call 49 of the 50 offensive plays will be running. Yeah, plays, the first so. the first 70 plays are scripted, and they're all handoffs to <laughs> Dalvin Cook. Yeah, you know what? I'd, I'd rather have Ryan Tannehill than the reigning and defending NFC Offensive Player of the Month in this situation. Because that's just the kind of season it is. So Yeah, I think you're right. That, that kind of sucks that that's the 
That's his bye week, considering Watson's our main guy. But yeah, I, that's just I how it drop, goes. Uh, drop Zerline and, uh, and pick Zerline? No. I, <laughs> I think we're dropping your guy, Joey Sly, because we can't play you two kickers trade in this league. You could get a lot. Yeah, I was Joey thinking Sly. Sly for, like, um, Mike Evans, maybe. I'd try it. That's, I'll yeah. throw it out there. We'll see. <laughs> maybe get them to throw in a pick, too. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, that's pretty much my only uh, 50-50 decision there. Uh, Tony, you got anything? Sure. All right. Well, and we've, just, we've decided that Ryan Tannehill's going to throw at least four touchdown passes this week to Corey Davis. All right. That's right. Tony. Tony's right. got a question. Yes. I do. It's also a quarterback question. Um, Kyler Murray I have in a couple of leagues, and I'm trying to decide whether he should start this week over Matt Stafford. In one Ooh. league, and over Ryan Tannehill, one of our favorite sleepers in the other league. I um, need some advice on that. I actually I like Murray over Stafford and Tannehill. Bo? Going against Tampa Bay? Kyler Murray? Yeah. I, 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 like, I like him better than, than Tannehill. I can't. I can't start many quarterbacks over Matt Stafford right now. Stafford's been good. And, and Stafford's been unbelievable. So last week I recommended um, Lamar Jackson over Matt Stafford, and I was like one of the only people to do that. And I didn't feel great about it because I like Matt Stafford. Um, you're, that's one, I think you're in a pretty win-win situation there on yeah. that one. Okay. So I'm not like I'm not going to fight real hard against. Uh, Anybody who wants to play Stafford over Murray, I think I personally would play Murray. But if you feel more comfortable with Stafford just because he's not a rookie and he's not throwing as many interceptions, but he is on the road against the Bears, a much better pass defense. Um, you know, so I, yep. you know, I, I, th- I think I'll stand my ground on that. But yeah, over Tannehill, like I said, the bottom's going to drop out on Tannehill. I don't think it's going to be this week, but you never freaking know with him. And so, yeah, yeah stick with Murray there. Sure. One other question for yeah. you. Terry McLaurin on bye, I think, this week. But long-term for the rest of the year, their quarterbacks are pretty weak. Yeah. Um, yeah do you, do you hang on problem. to him, or do you look for something else that might help? Um, do you drop him potentially as and grab a better free agent out there? In a redraft league, I don't think that you need to hang on to McLaurin if there is an option out there that makes sense for your team. I'm not going out of my way to drop him because mm-hmm. I, you right. know, I'm just look. He he's had six or more targets in all but one game this year, and that yeah. one game was that rain game against San Francisco when nobody threw. So they're going to manufacture opportunities for him. What he does with those opportunities, you know, we'll have to wait and see. I don't. Haskins ain't gonna. I hope he won't get worse, <laughs> but you don't know at the NFL level. But. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, Bo. Are you kind of the he's same? Mani- boat? He's managed to put up numbers in spite of the Washington offense this year. He's not lately. He, he, he's a really good looking player. I, he is. Yeah. yeah. In, in, in a redraft league, it, if if there are other options out there that make a little more sense, especially now it looks like Dwayne Haskins going to be his quarterback. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind that. But uh, dynasty, I'm I'm definitely holding. Yeah, I mean, is this a redraft league we're talking. This about? is redraft. Okay, yeah. A couple guys like Muhammad Sanu or Ronald Jones. Any of those guys uh, get you excited? Yeah. I mean, over Sanu that. had Sanu. so many targets last yeah. week. Like Fourteen right. targets last week. Yeah. yeah, I would be. Um, you know, if you need running back help, we talked move. about Ronald Jones as a potential option. I think both of those guys, I would probably rather have right sure. now. I mean, mm-hmm. shoot, they get the Jets. They're coming back against the Jets, then Detroit. Carolina, Green Bay. I mean, it's you know that's looking the at the McLaurin the schedule. Washington schedule, right, right. So you know they get Philadelphia in the fantasy playoffs, which is potentially a nice um, 
option. But yeah, I mean, you need if you need help now. I'm not. You know, McLaurin is somebody I think you can cut bait on, and it, it probably isn't going to absolutely kill you in the long run. Cool. All right. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. Hey, yeah, Appreciate thank you advice. both. Thanks for coming out. Appreciate you guys having uh, having the questions ready to rock for us and coming out to, to enjoy the show. So thank you so much. Uh, Bo Tuvi, any last words before we uh, sign off and enjoy the rest of our uh, <laughs> eight breakfast sandwiches we've ordered? <laughs> Two words. Money badger. <laughs> I, Two I, words, one, breakfast One sandwich. word, narwhal. <laughs> Sa- I'm sampling the Sierra Ooh, Nevada narwhal. Very nice. Well, you can come out and sample all of the breakfast sandwiches you'd like and all the beers you'd like, uh, up to a point, I suppose, um, here at JL Beers every Wednesday night, 7.30 p.m. in Burnsville. We hope you'll come join us. Uh, until then, best of luck here in Week 10. We will catch you in Week 11.